You'll call somebody, text somebody, slap the shit out of somebody. Let them know that Rodian Radio is live up in this biatch. biatch. You got it locked on Rodian Radio. Yeah, Dr. Dre is in full effect, and I gotta tell y'all a little something. Eze is down with us. MC Ring, you know he's down with us. DJ Yella is down with us. Arabian Prince, you know he's down with us. Tony A. The Wizard is down with us. JJ Fag is down with us. Timmy T, you know he's down with us. DJ Pooh, boy, he's down with us. Toddy B and Spade, they're down with us. My boy Ice Cube, you know he's down with us. I like to mention, so pay attention to where I'm from. Compton, but the tapes are from the rodeum. My name is Dre, listen while I play. And by the way, I'm also down with NWA. Yo, Steve at the rodeum is down with us. Slanging funky tapes, it is a must. We're number one. Welcome back, everybody, to Rodeo Radio, episode 85. And before I introduce my special guest, I got a couple of shout-outs I got to make. First shout-out I got to make is to Duran's Customs. Duran's Customs, and I'm going to tell you why. This guy made me some custom-made luchadores, some wrestlers. These are pretty dope. Check them out, guys. You guys can hit them at Duran's Customs. He blessed me with some luchadores, so much love, much respect to him. It's a lot more, so... Dope, dope. I'm going to get a stand so that I can put them on the table. So other than that, I also want to give a big shout out to Sarah. On Instagram, they call her Sarah Vinyl. She's the one that blessed me with that ice cube on the table. But she also blessed me with a easy E. Okay? A easy E. So uh, I'm going to put that right there, right by the 6-4. Um, other than that... For the Chicano rap documentary that uh, we actually already started filming a, a bunch of B-roll footage. For those of you that don't know what B-roll footage is, I started filming streets, cars, you know, pretty much uh, the neighborhoods and stuff like that. We haven't gone to the actual interviews yet, but there's something that I, I want to offer you guys. Everybody that gave $50 or more on the GoFundMe, um, this is the slate that we're going to be using when we interview uh, everybody that's going to be in the documentary. We're going to slate them in, and at the very end of the documentary, we're going to uh, give this away to uh, everybody that gave $50 or more. We're going to put their, you guys' names like in a bowl. I'm going to have a guest pull out their name, and whoever's name gets chosen is going to be able to keep the slate that we use for the Chicano Rap documentary. So uh, thank you, uh, everybody that has donated. And uh, if you still want to donate, you still can, okay? It is up to you, but we have already met our goal, so thank you very much. But you can still, if you like to give, $50 or more to qualify for the slate. Uh, but you know what? I got some more announcements that I'm going to be making during the break. But without further ado, please allow me to introduce... Yellow Hill in the motherfucking building. What's good, man? What's good? What's good? How you doing, brother? Tony Ada Wizard, man. I'm good. How about yourself, brother? Mm. Well, first of all, shit has been hot. And uh, I went to the beach today, and I went to the beach yesterday. And um, I like working out at the beach. I like doing my cardio. Mm -hmm. I like laying out, and I like going into the water. Right. But that's how my weekend has been. How has your weekend been so far? Coming to the South Bay, man, you know, it's it's cooler. It's cooler. You know, out in Koreatown, we in West LA, it's real hot. It's scorching. It's like we in the desert, man. I, I woke up, I'm like, am I in Victorville or I'm in LA? I didn't know where I was at. You feel me? <laughs> yeah. But um, it's been cool. It's been eventful. You feel me? I've been working on some projects with my boy Duno. 
Um, um, you know, just trying to have a lot of these little artists emerge from my little battalion and shit like right, that. Right. You know, that's what we've been doing. You know, lately a lot of people have been talking about the movie Tax Collector. Have you seen it yet? You know, my boy was in it, Criminal, but I ain't seen it yet. Okay. I get to okay. see it. Yeah. I, I haven't seen it. Like I announced uh, last week, well, a couple of days ago, I said, you know what? I like to usually let the hype go down because a lot of people say it's the shit, it's the shit, it's the shit. Yeah. And I don't want them to hype me up so much. And then you kind of right, 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 right. So I like to take my time, but other than that, I like watching a lot of '80s movies. Oh, what kind of movies do you like to watch, if any? I like, like my go-to movies would be Goodfellas, of course, Bronx Tale, Carlito's Way, anything that has to do with like a Miami gangster, New York gangster. That's just those were like my role models growing up. Even though they weren't real people, those right. they played characters of what I kind of looked up to growing up. So Vito Corleone's, the Sonny Corleone's. The Tatalia families, the Corleone, the Cuneo families, you know what I'm saying? So I like Italian gangster shit. Obviously, my culture too, I like Boys in the Hood, you know, Poetic Justice. Poetic Justice was actually shot in my hood. Um, you know, Baby Boy was shot in my hood too. So all of those movies, if it's not gangster, I'm kind of like, you know, but I like I like different stuff too. I like extraterrestrial type movies. I like, you know, like Planet of the Apes. I like it. It's just, it varies, you know right, what I'm saying? Okay. Yeah. If I had to twist your arm, what is your favorite gangster movie? Whew. It probably had to be a Bronx Tale because a Bronx Tale that shit had romanticism embedded in it as well. Yeah. It wasn't just oh I'm gonna kill him, blow this up. No, it had a, there was there was there was a racial thing that was on in there that too. Was a good thing. Right, you had the black the black girl with the, with the, with the Italian dude. He fell in love with her. He he defied the laws of you know his family's morals and principles. But it's kind of like the same thing with Romeo and Juliet. That's the same type of shit. So that's why I enjoyed. Bronx Tale. That was like the best one for sure. I would have to say Carlito's way simply because the guy did his dirt, went to jail. Yeah. He was rehabilitated, relocated. Yeah. And, you know, and then he pretty much yeah. wanted to walk the straight and yeah, yeah, path. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the streets kept pulling them. Oh, they kept pulling them back for sure. Yeah, so, man. And Pachanga was great. Yeah, Pachanga. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, that one. Now, favorite sci-fi movie if you had to choose one. <sighs> favorite sci-fi movie. I'll give you mine and maybe you kind of spin your okay, wheels. Okay, okay. I, first of all, I love Star Wars. Yeah. I yeah. love all Star Wars. Yeah. And then I'd probably have to say my next sci-fi movie, I love that movie, Stargate. Stargate. Okay. No, I can't say, you know what? I can't say that I even heard of that, but Battlestar Galactica and shit like that. I heard of that for sure. Star okay. You know what's, I don't even want to disrespect it because it's such a trilogy and it's such a real, you know, pillar in the science fiction movie film industry. Star Trek to me was good with the monologues and the dialogue but i i just my my attention span I, they just talk too much i ain't yeah. seen anybody get killed so i'm turning it off you feel me, <laughs> you, feel me? You, you know it's, it's it's like me trying to watch a romantic movie like i can probably try to stomach it but i'm yeah. like somebody's gotta die At least yeah yeah get shot we need some, something happening yeah some type of action it's, it's, it's either somebody gotta die or i need some type of clothes coming off from some females it's, i need something to just keep me embedded in the movie man I'm, and the, you know what i mean that's what it is for me right. you yeah. know you know when i saw you roll up you were wearing a mask do you wear yeah. a mask all the time no i wear a mask like in certain situations or where i'm at like last night i probably should have wore a mask but it was just so much going on you know this is like the new normal i guess you could say yeah. like so it takes some time to get used to just like if you're trying to ride a bike like you're gonna need some training wheels until you're ready to just Right. You know what I'm saying? Off, so it's, it's 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 hard to it gets hot as summer. I'm like, nigga, take this shit. You know what I mean? It's shit weak. 
You feel me? <laughs> you know, I, I, believe me, I try to obey by the rules, especially because you can't go in a liquor store without them. Yeah. I mean, it's almost like they're begging you to rob them. You know, because you, you go yeah. in there looking like a fucking bandito. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, uh, you got to go into the market. Yeah. So I, like when I go to the beach, I think the weirdest thing mm -hmm. I've ever saw, mm -hmm. I went to the beach. There was a guy on a boogie board. Right, you know, right, right. And he had a fucking mask on. Yeah, it's just, I don't understand. I, I see people running with him on. I'm like, bro, you about to pass out. <laughs> You about to pass out or you looking crazy, bro? You look like you just robbed somebody with that shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> the, the other weirdest one at the park right around the corner, I saw a lady yeah. walking her dog. She had a mask on and the dog had a mask on. That's fucking crazy. I, I, that's that's something I haven't seen yet. No, I've seen that shit. And I was like, what the fuck? Okay. What fucked me up is seeing a couple in Beverly Hills, a lady and a man had the mask on. Their kid didn't have a mask on, though. It's like, it's almost like what the like damn, and the kid didn't even have any clothes on anything. Like it was cold that night too. I'm like yeah, crazy. Right, right, right. You know or, what I'm saying? Or at a restaurant where they'll uh, pull down their mask, eat a chip. And the what are like, we doing? Yeah, uh, yeah. At this point, I think it's all about your um. You know what I'm saying? Your immune system and shit like that too. No, may, may the best immune system win. Yeah, for it, real, for real. For you real. know, okay. Look, I'm 52 years old, and I'll be real with you. I haven't been sick in over five years, and that's because I take good care of myself. Sure, sure. You know? And one thing that I encourage a lot of people, especially as you get older, water has to be your best friend. Yeah. Because we drink more beer than water sometimes. For sure. What? <laughs> this, the homie Cujo be drinking more beer than fucking breathing air. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> but, now, 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 let me ask you this: uh, uh, Where uh, are you originally from? Like, where were you born? Where were you raised? Um, so I'm from the Marvin Avenue district in West Los Angeles. So Washington, Marvin, Carmona, Thurman, Redondo, um, that district right there, Fairfax, Pico, where the transit is at, like the wow. freeway 10 West. That's like my stomping grounds, I would say. That's where I was born and raised. Yeah. Okay. okay. And uh, where are your parents originally from? My dad, my dad, um, he's from Jalisco, Guadalajara. So he got a ranch out there. And nigga, every time I go out there, he'd be like, I'm telling you, it's crazy. It was a good experience because it's beautiful out there. But when I was younger, he used to he used to petrify me. What he would do is when I would go to sleep, he would make his voice into like kind of like a like a weird voice, and then he would say Yorona, and he would just he would act like he was La Yorona. He'd be like Yorona. He would do that, and he would be kind of trying to scare me with the old tales like the Chupacabra, Duendes running around and shit. So. He traumatized me with that shit. So I ain't been I ain't been back to Mexico since. I want to go back for mm -hmm. sure. But nah, but yeah. So my parents, he, he's from Jalisco. And my mom, she's from Brooklyn, New York. Okay. Yeah, and I'm from LA, so. That's cool. Now, have you ever gone to Brooklyn? I've been out there once, yeah. Okay. I I like it out there. I went out to the biggest neighborhood. I took a picture right there where they have his mural. Yeah. Out in Brooklyn. Uh, um, I think the last time I actually been to Mexico, I don't really like to consider like uh tecate mexicali or uh yeah. tj type of Mexico. i like because yeah. they're Mexico deep deep yeah you know? yeah yeah but um other than that um it, it's funny how you you mentioned how your father would try to scare you con la yeah and yeah yeah stuff. because um it seems like every mexican family has a story about either la llorona chupacabras uh uh the devil appeared to me this yeah yeah doing this something like that yeah yeah so you know what we did and we're going to be starting uh, thinking about it 11 days uh two fridays from now yeah uh august 28th we're gonna, we got a new podcast coming out called freaky tales mm -hmm. uh where we're going to be talking about everything like the paranormal the spooky ghost story type of shit yeah yeah so yeah it's gonna yeah. be dedicated just to that so maybe one day if you ever want to come and share your yeah. dad's stories yeah you're more than welcome no so, i'm with it i'm with it i got a couple man shit crazy for <laughs> real man fuck that no 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 you don't have to you don't have, you could just give me a yes or no but have you ever seen any spooky ghost shit 
Uh, like in person, in real life. Yeah, in person, in real life. Yeah, man. I uh, you, you don't have to give too much. No, we'll no, no. We'll, we'll just brush up on the topic. This this was when I was, I want to say I was like sixteen, seventeen, or fifteen, and um, I used to love to eat ice cream real late. Oreo cookie ice cream and I eat gummy worms. I'd be fucking my teeth up, bro. Like I would just be eating that shit. And then um a couple nights I went to sleep. It was like I had some weird nightmares and stuff. But the the third night I had like an actual like weird experience where I didn't go to sleep. This is crazy. It's creepy. Y'all might not even you might not even want to hear, it, but I mean like it's 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 regular at the same time. So I woke up and I was up. This wasn't a double dream or anything like that. I was up. And then I just kind of felt. You ever been be inside like a spot and you feel a presence in there? Like, yeah, of course. You like you, you, either it's evil, either it's just like there and it's chilling, or it's good. So this one was kind of like some strong, weird energy and shit like that. And then so when I got up, I walked through the hallway and shit. Walked through the hallway. I'm like, what's going on? Like I'm tripping. Like what's going? So I went downstairs. It was real dark and shit like that. I was staying alone at the time. And um and um shit. I just I went downstairs and it was just. I'm not even kidding you. It was just like it was a figure. It was like a a silhouette of this real tall, long lady, like real slender. Like I want to say, like real skinny, right. and her hair was just boom, like this, right? And then she had long ass, long ass fingers and oh, shit. shit. I wasn't sleep though, which is so weird. And I looked at it, and I'm a Christian. You feel me? I believe in God, and I'm like really embedded into my Bible. So I said, I rebuke you, Satan, in the name of Jesus. And then after that happened, I kind of closed my eyes, but she started. She started like slowly, slowly but surely going away. Her silhouette started disappearing after I kind of like started putting my faith out there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that was a situation that happened when I was younger. Like I said, bro, it's crazy. Yeah. Bro, that's that's good, man. I'm glad you shared it here. Yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh, other than that, let, let me ask you a question. Growing up, um, Mexican father and yeah. a black mother. Uh, what type of music would you say you were raised with as a little boy growing up? Like what would your father play? What would your mother play? It'll go from Los it'll go from Los Tigres del Norte to NWA. <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll go from like El Derecho de Nacer, it'll go from uh, uh Mana. Um you know, you know that band, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, Mana, yeah. And then it'll go from like Snoop Dogg and like you know what I'm saying? Snoop Dogg and all of that shit. Like my dad, he didn't really like leave me, I wanna say, but he kind of was doing his own thing. He had to figure out how to get a bag. Okay. So then that's when like my homies kind of took over. So then I started listening to all kind of shit. Too short, getting to it. Um, um, I want to say like Twista, Do or Die, and shit like that. Um, the high C, high C, uh, high C people. All of all the motherfuckers over there. Like everybody has a West Coast figure. We, we was playing that shit all the time. No yeah, shit. That's yeah, dope. that's dope, man. Yeah. Uh, uh, now uh, for the people that are fans of yours that may not know. What elementary, junior high, and high school did you attend? So I went. To, so when I was younger, I went to. I went to. I went to Jefferson, and then I went to. Car, then I went to Carthay and West LA. Okay. I went to Carthay and West LA, and then I went to um, Fairfax for a minute. Then mm -hmm. I got kicked out of there, and then I went to. Um, I went to Hoover High. It's a, I went to a lot of little places and shit like that. I was just always bouncing out. Not necessarily because I was bad. I only got kicked out of like one or two schools because I was fighting. The other reason was because it was relocating and shit. Uh -huh. But yeah, um, I graduated from Hoover High though. Okay. Yeah. You, you Growing up, did you ever play any kind of sports? Uh, basketball. You like basketball? Yeah, but I was like, I was playing JV. I couldn't hang with the varsity dudes. The varsity, it's crazy how people shoot up. Like JV, we was all the same size. And then varsity, these niggas turn into fucking... You ever seen Space Jam? Yeah, yeah. The yeah, monster. Yeah. These niggas turn into monsters. I'm talking about like, bro, I can't play with y'all anymore. Y'all motherfuckers look like Drake, like fucking Kobe Bryant and shit now, right, bro. Right. 
LeBron right. James, yeah. Uh, 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 now, let me ask you, we're talking about sports. Uh, favorite basketball team? Oh, for sure, the Lakers. The Lakers, Lakers here. Uh, you, you got a favorite baseball team? You know what? It would be cliche of me to say the Dodgers. Right. But I, I, I really went to the Dodgers games for the Micheladas, the hot dogs, and the Latinas. <laughs> you feel me? I'm going to keep it gangster. Didn't we all? Yeah, I liked watching <laughs> it on TV, but when I was there in person, I didn't really, it was too slow for me. So right. I be eating my hot dog, my Dodger dog and shit, Michelada real quick and shit like that. See a couple females holler at them, go down to the stick. That's what I was doing at the Dodger game. Gang banging, blue rags with the homie. That's what we was doing there. So, I mean, I guess I could say the Dodger game festivities is what I was more embedded into instead of the team. Okay. You know okay. Yeah. Uh, um, okay. You said, Dod what about football team? Is Do you have a football team? Football team. Favorite football team. Whether it be college or professional. Okay. For, for college, I like Syracuse. No, is it Syracuse? I think it's Syracuse. I think I like those dudes over there. I'm not too. I'm not too familiar with it. But I, Green Bay Packers is my other team, though. Okay. Yeah, Green Bay. G -Bay. Now, now, why Green Bay? Green Bay. I've been. Would you know what? I can't even say Green Bay. I'm going to say the Indianapolis Colts because Peyton Manning right there. Peyton Manning was like okay. my number one dude. I went to Ross when I was a youngster, and my mom she seen this little jersey there, and it was Peyton Manning's jersey and stuff. And I was just like, Yo, let me grab that. Once I grabbed that jersey, I really started looking him up and seeing his statistics and how he got down. And he was one of my favorite players of all time. Awesome player, bro. Yeah, awesome. Peyton. So I got to say the Colts of that time. Right now, I don't really have a favorite like that. Right, right. There were some certain uh, players, like for example, Peyton Manning. A minute left. They got the ball at their own 20. I'm like, okay, I'm turning this bastard up because yeah. he's about to bring his team all the way yeah, back. Yeah, 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 Brent yeah. Brent was like that. There's a lot of guys out there like yeah. that. Yeah. That good. Yeah. So, but people say, you know, it's funny. When I have my hair out, motherfuckers say I look like Kaepernick. And I'm like, bro, stop, man. You call me Kripernick then. You call, me <laughs> call me Colin Kripernick. <laughs> no, no, not a work, man. Yeah, man. Uh, now, uh, um, goofy question. What was your first job? My first job. I think my first and only job, I was, the, I was, I was, it was Shakey's. Shakey's. Shakey's Pizza when I was younger. I was at Shakey's. Register or making the pizza? Nah, man, I was fucking, I was an all-star there. You crazy, man? I had to, what? I should have got a pizza tatted on me. I was an all-star there. I was, tables was going, <laughs> did the tables and I was the pizza. What, I was in the back washing the dish. But I, I couldn't last there for a long time, though. Like, I, I couldn't do it. It wasn't, it's not to sound cool or sound like right. I wasn't really, it's just I couldn't I just I, I couldn't vibe with it. It was too much. It was depressing me because you know when you have such a, a strong talent. Yes. And yes. then you work in somewhere you somewhere where you don't feel like you need to belong. It's almost like a bat, like a relationship. Like you're in a relationship just to be in a relationship, but you know that's not where you need to be. It was causing me to just be depressed. So I got out that motherfucker quick. <laughs> no, I hey, believe me, I've been there, done that because there's been times that at one point I had a job. Yeah. And I'm sitting there like. What the fuck am I doing here? Seriously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As soon as I got out, believe it or not, I started winning. Yeah. I started winning. So yeah. uh, now let me ask you this. At what point in time, how old were you that you can say I actually started writing lyrics? Whether you took it serious or not, but you yeah. actually started, you know. I want to say 2010. Okay. Um, two th oh, that's mine right there. My bad, man. Um, 2010. Is when I started writing lyrics and then I kind of like just started broadcasting a little bit. I, I used to write for different artists. I used to work with this kind of artist and this artist. I used to write for pop singers. So uh, 2009, 2010, that's when I started taking myself serious as like a, a, a writer in the okay. game. You know what I'm saying? But then when I started, I barely started coming out with music in 2018. Okay. So I've been rapping okay. like for real, for real seriously, like putting my shit out there like two years. 
now from going from a writer and writing for people, what today they would call a ghostwriter. Right. Back in the days, it was just he wrote my song. Right. You know? Right. Um, what made you take the next step and say, "Fuck it, I should just do it." it I feel like growing into myself and developing an image, going through the trials and tribulations and my experiences. Uh, being from the hood, yeah. Um, not even just that, but just like you know, get being into the entertainment values of everything. Like that shit kind of took me to a. I was like, man, I'm right for all these people, but they talentless and, and they they lack culture and substance, and they got they ain't got no sugar, they ain't got no sweet. Damn you know I me. Mean? So I was right. like, let me just put my talent out there and like showcase what I got going and shit. Okay, okay. Now, you know? how long would you say you were actually writing for people before you actually stepped into yourself and said, I'm gonna, you know? I would say maybe like. Three years, four years, something like okay. that. Yeah, I'm, I'm cool with. I'm crazy with the pen. Okay. Yeah. Now, now, how old were you when you again started writing? Uh, uh, like I said, even if it was just not even for 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 someone. Yeah. But just started writing. Like, let me just try this. Uh, like, you mean like music or just anything? Just anything. It could be poetry. It could be anything. Books and stuff like that too. Yeah. I mean, maybe like. Even maybe even 15, okay. 15 and a half, 16, around that age. That's when I was I was bored too. So like I was bored and I was really creative uh -huh. and I played a lot of video games. I got into a lot of literature. Um, I was interested in like the ritualistic stuff that goes on with secret societies. Uh -huh. And so there was a lot of stuff that I was just interested and intrigued in. So I was just like, let me just start writing anything. Okay. I wrote three, four books already. I got three, four books done. No shit. Short stories. Wow. Yeah. That's so, that, so that, yeah. That's very, very interesting because yeah. me personally, I meet a lot of rappers that don't take the time to educate themselves. They just want to rap. Right. And a lot right. of times they're guys that are sad to say, and I wish I I wish I didn't have this to share, but all they know how to rap, they're not really intelligent up here. Sure, sure, know? yeah. And I do believe in, in someone educating themselves. And yeah. if you're going to be in the music industry, especially educate yourself in this industry. Definitely. So that later on, you don't say so-and-so ripped me off. Sure, you know? sure. Yeah, you don't want to waste your time. Waste the talent and waste it. It's over, man. You got to just do your research on the black and white. That's what, it, that's what really makes sense. Yeah, yeah. You know? Now, who would you say growing up was probably your top three favorite rappers as maybe as right you said around 15 when you yeah 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 riding. who would you say you used to listen to the most rapper wise right yes of course uh snoop dog snoop yeah um snoop dog twista okay big l and i know people when they when this when this episode dropped to be like nigga you ain't say tupac you ain't say love tupac period Big L just had that pizzazz to me too, though. You know yeah. what I'm saying from the East Coast, and I like how I like how I kind of have three tops because Snoop Dogg from LA, Long Beach, then you got Big L from the East Coast, yeah. you got Twisty from Chicago. That's dope. That's the three worlds right there and shit. That's I don't want to be biased and stuff. I like I like all kind of music. But my, my my boy, he was just here yesterday, but he flew out yesterday. He uh, from Harlem. When I went out there to go visit him, he took me where Big O lived and when he got where he got killed. Man. Yeah, so yeah. That was kind of a sad. Right. But I actually took a picture also right there by his mural. You know right, what I'm right. So, uh, uh, rest in peace, Big L. Rest in peace, Big L, for sure. Yeah. But now, uh, and, and that was my next question, any East Coast rapper. So like now, who would you say um, you listen to? Like, like just music in general, just, just music? music in general. It, it doesn't even have to even be rap. What, what does uh, uh, Yellow Hill uh, uh, on a typical day? Yes, I listen to Phil Collins, Howard Hewitt. I listen to um, 
the shy lights, the temptations. I listen to Blue Magic. I listen to um I listen to Majid and Jordan. I listen to Kirk Bangs, Kirk Cobain. <laughs> I listen to uh 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 yeah, Twister, Nipsey Hustle. I listen to uh Boys to Men, Brownstone. Um, uh, just to just to say a few, yeah, I listen to everything, man. That's dope. Yeah, man. yeah, that's, that's good. Yeah, because there's there was one rapper here that I interviewed, and I said, who you who do you listen to on a yeah. daily basis? Yeah, and I swear to, he said me. Right, right. And I said you. He goes, yeah, I just play me. Right. And I was like, okay, you don't play nothing else, just right. me. Right, right. All right, cool, whatever. You know? Right, right. Uh, other people don't like to listen to rap because they say that they like to empty themselves of hip hop. And right. when they go into the studio, they're kind of fresh. Right, you know right, right, right. Uh, other rappers come in and say, the reason why I don't listen to rap is because I don't want to write something and then be thinking of so-and-so's flows, cadence. Right, style. right, right, right. So Yeah, you don't want to get influenced. My homie's like that. My homie hit town. He don't like he he shuts down on everything. Yeah. He'll listen to old R and B jazz. Even there's a there's a genre, it's called watercolors. He listens to watercolors and bluegrass and shit too. Like we listen to everything, bro. Dope, yeah, just dope. so we don't get influenced by other other people's styles and shit. Okay, now at this time, what, what, what is your family thinking about you taking the next step and getting serious about your rap career? That they say, no, no, get a job, or no, right. that they support you. In the beginning stages of it, I won't say that they were against it, but they were like, "Yo, you need it. You need to do something that has like a four hundred one k or retirement <laughs> plan, or you need it. You know what I'm saying? This, you, what do you?" How you gonna find? You know, they say shit. You know, they would say things like that. But as I started progressing, and nobody knows your blueprint better than you do. Right. So they don't know that I'm taking each step just to surpass certain levels and get to certain places. So as I'm getting certain places, they're starting to see I'm I'm creating status symbols for myself. Yeah. Then they start getting more and more comfortable with the way that I'm with the way that I'm moving. You okay. know what I'm saying? Okay. Now uh, let me ask you this: At what point in time? Um, did you actually start recording yourself? And what was that experience like? For an example, uh, doesn't necessarily mean at a studio. Say you're at home and you got a little, you know, recorded. How did you start recording so you can actually hear yourself back? Um, I went to my homeboy's house in Burbank, California. His name was Persist. He's a Canadian cat. And he was a rapper. He was a rapper. Like, he was doing his thing. So, honestly, like, I went straight to him and he had everything. He kind of had a little dough, too, though. So, I never really had to, like... I never did the voice memo stuff at okay. first. Right. But then um, I would just go to his house. He had the Pro Tools, Logic, the, the, the Ableton, and the Fruity Loops. So he would kind of just put me on game. And I kind of learned fast, and I got into it fast. Okay. Yeah. And uh, when you started first started writing and recording yourself, did you like the way you sounded? I thought it was tight as fuck, yeah. Actually, you know what? Everybody actually thought it was tight, too, for the time it was. Mm -hmm. They thought it was cool, too. So, I mean, yeah... Most people would probably be like, no, nah, I didn't like it. I actually, it was cool. It didn't sound bad. I don't think I ever really, I don't think I ever sucked. You know what I mean? <laughs> I never yeah, did. Th that was my next question. And it, and it was, uh, what was the response that other people gave you when they heard you, but you pretty much had already answered that? Yeah. So now, um, was your friend the one uh, doing the production for you? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. persisted the production for me. Sometimes they had this website called SoundClick. Mm -hmm. Sound click you can just purchase stuff like off of your, your debit card and they had like pre pre beats already pre-saved and stuff like that. So put your credit card information, the beat comes out, it was fast. So I didn't really get into real production until like I want to say 2017, 2018. No I would sure. really buy beats off of YouTube and shit. Nobody wanted to fuck with me. Now people are flooding my emails with beats. 
and I'm turning them down. So the table's always turning any situation. That's why you just stay down for your come up. Yes. Always yes. believe in, yes. always believe in yourself. Don't now, downplay nobody. Why do you think, you know, if you had to answer it, before we go to a commercial, we got a, uh, before we go to break, we got a couple of more minutes. Yeah. Why do you think nobody wanted to fuck with you back then? I think the stuff I was rapping about, they couldn't really, they couldn't really connect with. I didn't start rapping about my neighborhood and rapping about everything that I've been through until like 2018. Okay. But before that, I was singing and, and doing, you know what I'm saying? I was trying to sing and do, I was influenced by Party Next Door. So I was trying to like copy his style. Nobody felt that in LA. So I kept it gangsta street from where I'm from. After I just dropped my first song, Gangsta, the shit went crazy. Motherfuckers oh, yeah. just tapped in blogs. Who is this yellow? Who's the, 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 the? So that's why then it just started metamorphosizing and beautifully flourishing from there on some hood shit. You feel me? Right, right. Yeah. No, I, I, I've been there myself where at first people don't want to pay attention to you. People don't care. Yeah. You go ahead and do your own thing and then they hear of you and then they come back. Yeah. Hey, what's up, bro? Yeah, 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 yeah. I, honestly, man, here's the way I feel. Not to try to be mean to anyone. Yeah. But if you didn't want to mess with me back then. Yeah. You're gonna have to stand at the end of the line. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'll so, forgive you, but shit. Yeah, exactly. So, I ain't fucking with you, though. So, anyway, check this out. We're gonna go ahead and take a 10 minute break and we're gonna come right back. So, you go ahead and eat your lunch. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, gotta get some food, man. Yeah, that was a lunch bell. Yeah. Right there. So, uh, we're gonna go ahead and take a 10 minute break. Come back. Make sure you got go some modelos, get something to eat, get your popcorn ready. I got some other dope questions coming. So, uh, make sure you call somebody, text somebody, pay somebody, slap the shit out of somebody, and let <laughs> them know that Yellow Hills in the motherfucking building. We'll be back in. 10 minutes, don't fuck around, come back. Yeah. Welcome to Rodium Radio, and I am your host, Tony A. The Wizard. We started a GoFundMe page because we need you to help us meet our goal. And our goal is to release a Chicano rap documentary. And we need you to be a part of this. Everyone who contributes will have certain incentives offered to them. For an example, I'll name one. Your name will be on the credits of the film. Everyone who gives, everyone who contributes, uh, their name will be on the credits. That's just one thing that we have to offer it. But yet, if you read the description, you see other incentives for your contribution. If you've seen the Rodeo Mixtape documentary, you will not be disappointed with this documentary, shining light on Chicano rap, the Chicano culture. It is something that can be used as an educational tool uh, now and in the future. So once again, help us meet our goals so that we can start production. And remember this, we have a voice and we will be heard. Welcome back, everybody, to Rodium Radio with the podcast that slaps your culture fat ass with a fat ass dick. And you're back now with the Jack Off Hour, and you know that when Rodium Radio's popping, the panties are dropping. So, uh, once again, for those of you that have donated to the Chicano Rap documentary, uh, if you gave $50 or more, your name will be entered into a pod where we're going to enter everybody's names and we're going to pull a name out at the very end when we're done filming this documentary. And that name is going to win the slate. This slate is the slate that we're going to be using when we slate everybody in that we interview. We've already started uh, filming B-roll footage for the Chicano Rap documentary, but this is the one we're going to be using for every interview. We only have one. So those of you that still want to give and still want to participate, go to the GoFundMe on my bio on either my Facebook or on my uh, Instagram or on the description here on YouTube. But uh, without further ado, uh, once again, Yellow Hills in the motherfucking building. How you doing? 
I'm doing amazing. I'm in the Wizards Magician Palace. <laughs> How was your lunch? It was it was cool, man. You know what I'm saying? Quick little jack in the crack for that ass. You hear me? Well, that, yeah. Quick couple little tacos. Nothing, nothing too, nothing too, nothing too crazy. Yeah, yeah. See, jack in the crack tacos is mystery meat. Yeah, what is that, huh? I I, I don't know, but it, sometimes it tastes pretty good. About two o'clock in the morning, when you're drunk, after a couple of forties, yeah. <laughs> you got me thinking about what the what the, what the hell is the meat now? It's just man. mystery what? meat. It comes out of a bag. Don't worry about it. <laughs> oh, it comes out something like this. I think so. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. You know what? I wanted to ask you something. Yeah. Um, since we talked about sports, uh, one of my all-time favorite sports growing up was boxing. Right. Did, did you, are you a boxing fan at all? You know what? A fake one. Okay. What? Okay. What do you mean by a fake, yeah, a fake one? one? Like one of those dudes that whoever's popping, like I'm, I'm on them. Like okay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm gonna just keep it honest. I don't have like a, I don't know the statistics. Like I liked Oscar De La Hoya. I like you know. Uh, 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 obviously, nowadays you would say like Floyd Mayweather. You know, that was one of my because right. he was knocking shit out. But um, I think his name is see, Sugar Ray Lewis or some shit. Sugar, what's his name, man? I forgot his name. Uh, are you talking about? Okay, there was Sugar Shane Mosley. Sugar there Shane Mosley. Yeah, okay. yeah. So I so I would watch reels of him. Um, I can't necessarily say that he was my favorite, but he was like the coolest one to okay. me. The way he was looking, Muhammad Ali. Would that be more cliche to say like okay. you know that'd be what like about if you, Iron Mike. Say, huh? What about Iron Mike? Tyson? Iron Mike. He's, I like him. I like him. He was extra. I liked his. I liked his personality, his charisma, and how he got on too. Yeah. See, a lot of these. Uh, see, it's one thing to be a boxer, but then there's a boxer with like an actual personality and charisma behind him, and that real animate you have to be animated and stuff. Right, so right. I feel like Mike Tyson really possessed a lot of like role play with his character. And shit. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, um, it, it, I'm just gonna ask. Uh, off the wall question. Mm -hmm. I like to catch sometimes uh, uh, some of my guests, uh, if you will, um, off balance. Yeah. Do you have a favorite actor? A favorite actor? Yes, yes. What's his What's his name? No. Okay, so obviously I'm gonna say like the Denzel Washingtons, but what's that guy's name that played in the Bronx Tell as the big head honcho? Okay, not Robert De Niro, but the other. The guy. one that the one that's. You know who I'm talking about, yeah, Stephen. Right, right. His name was Sonny in the movie. No, but I, but nobody right. ever remembers his name, though. Right. That's what sucks. But he has... I was just talking about this, too. He has such a real, authentic, mafioso energy about him that I can really get into the movie. Some people play the mafia roles, and it's just like, all right, bro, like this is really just a fucking movie. Him, it's just like, yo, were you actually a mobster in real life, bro? Like, right. yeah. Yeah, so so him him he's like one of my favorites. You know, sometimes when I watch movies, yeah, you look at some of these actors and you put them up here, like in your head, like that guy, he's probably a real mafioso. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. For an example, I watch uh, Good Guys, uh, okay? Yeah, and uh, or Goodfellas. Goodfellas, Goodfellas. Good, uh, Good Guys was the Circuit City shit. We used to buy speakers and shit. That's that's some, yeah, that's some appliance <laughs> shit. Huh? <laughs> uh, um, so Goodfellas, let me get it yeah. right. Goodfellas, remember the main. Bad Italian dude that everybody used to walk up to him and tell him in his ear. He, 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 oh, yeah. Okay, he was the main guy. I forgot yeah. his fucking name. Yeah. But, okay, him. Like, I looked at that guy. He just has a, you, you know, talking about he had the, dro the droopy, the real fat droopy the face. The real fat guy. Yeah, yeah, he's one of those other ones that you, he got the Don vibe to him. Him, okay. I don't uh, even know his name either. Right. You uh, don't either. No, no, I don't know his name. <laughs> he's just one of them dudes. Like, yeah. Here's the funny part, okay? I'm 
uh, um, I go with my brother to the, a lot of these Comic Con conventions, mm -hmm. Monster Palooza conventions, mm -hmm. a lot of conventions where either it's, either it's uh, um, toy conventions, mm -hmm. mass conventions, whatever. Yeah. So I go one, and there's a bunch of actors that are signing autographs. They have their table just like this. They have their posters. They have their glossies. Yeah. And I walk up, and I see this fat, overweight dude in some shorts and sandals. Yeah. His feet are all ashy and yeah, shit. Yeah, like yeah. He's been climbing rocks all day. Yeah, yeah. And it's that guy from... <laughs> From Goodfellas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I look That's at him. It's crazy. He looked he, he look like he just finished killing three bowls of menudo. And he's just laying there. Like, <laughs> and some, yeah, for sure. Some color yeah. of the boy. He could kill a whole bunch of yeah, shit. Yeah, and I was like, I'm thinking to myself, wait a minute, you're the gangster. It's just so, it's just, it's, it's just really, it's good acting. Yeah, so I asked him, hey man, um, how much for an autograph? He goes, uh, 25 for the picture and 25 for the autograph. And uh, you could just tip me if you want a picture. You know, like right. a picture with him. You see, you didn't, you didn't even want it anymore. No, I, I didn't even want it anymore, bro. Looked at his nasty ass feet, all ashy, and you know his fucking heels are cracking. You know, and I was like, nah, Oh I'm good, hell I'm no! Good. You know, man. What I'm, saying? I'm thinking like fungus. You know, at least make us think that you're yeah. maybe a little bit of that mafioso. Yeah, just a little bit. You got it. You can't. You can't do that. You got to be in the character. Yeah, that's yeah. like even with me. Like if I'm somewhere and I got some tight ass Hawaiian shorts on and my hair's all out like a fuck, yeah, they're gonna be like, "What the fuck? I thought this was yellow little crib." Like. Fuck is that? So you gotta, even though I'm not playing no role, you still gotta just, you gotta, you gotta do what you gotta do, bro. You know, you know uh, uh, every day I do my cardio at, at the park, okay? Because yeah. the fucking gym clothes. And I know the guys watching. There were, the other day I was walking, I start off by power walking, and then I start yeah. jamming. Yeah. And this guy sees me, he goes, Oh shit, Tony Egg. And I was like, Hey, what's up, man? I, where do I know you from? He goes, Oh, from the, the Rolling Radio. I'm a big fan. I was like, Yeah. Okay, cool. He goes, Can I get a picture? And I go, No, I look all fucking crusty right now, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not yeah, going to yeah. put myself out there like that. Yeah, no, fuck that. I'm sorry, bro. To catch me another time. Right. That's what I said. I'll be back tomorrow. So, for sure. But uh, anyway, let's get him back to the music. Yeah. So you go to your boy's place. Yeah. You said he had the Pro Tools. You said he had pretty much the whole works. Mm -hmm. And that's actually a, a blessing because a lot of guys actually uh, have to buy a karaoke machine right, right. for them to record themselves. So um, how long did you record there before you actually released something of your own? Um, I went from recording to there to record. <laughs> okay, I recorded that song, right? Mm -hmm. I didn't release that song yet. Then... He left that spot, and I didn't have bread at the time. I was back and forth going to my mom's house. She lived in Galesburg, Illinois. I would get my own equipment and stuff. I would actually have like a little, like a like like a telephone type. It was weird. I don't know what it was. The the homies from the hood put me onto it, but it was like one of those things where you can record. I recorded in an Amtrak bathroom on a three day trip to Illinois, and I recorded two bangers. Really? I put those out instead of putting out the one that I actually, you know what I'm saying? And that the one that I recorded in the bathroom of the Amtrak actually went crazier than the shit that I did at an actual studio. So, but I mean, to answer your question though, like, yeah, I, I, I dropped maybe like, I want to say maybe even like four or five months after or something like that. Okay, now when you dropped them, uh, CD, uh, all platforms, YouTube, or uh, how did you drop them? We did it on myspace.com. Okay. And then we did, we did like, I did like 65 units of some, it didn't even look like that. You see how you got those right there? Right. This shit looked like some shit like, nigga, some, <laughs> just a, like, a, I don't even know what to call it though, but it was, it was like basically like a handkerchief or some shit. And it just oh, had, shit. I just wrote my name, Yellow Hill 2. And it was all personal. We was doing that shit out the trunk in San Fernando Valley, LA. I went to Victorville. I was in the hot sun, burning up. Check my shit. I was one of those typical kids that you see outside. Like, I really did the rap shit. You feel me? So I've right. done that. Yeah. 
Okay. Yeah. Now, now uh, what inspired your name? My name comes from my Cherokee Indian tribe. Okay. I got it from my Cherokee. A lot of people ask, like, bro, what is Yellow Hill like? Because you light skin and you like hills? or They be like, they be asking shit like that, bro. But I mean, for the most part, like, I got it from when I went to my reservation. And uh, we have one in the Midwest. And then we have one also here in California, in Hollister, California. And I went over there. It's like one of those, it's one of those things like a fraternal brotherhood. You can't really speak on how it goes down. Right. Um, so the secrecy behind it has just remains. I don't really go into detail about what we did and how it went down. Yeah. But um, yeah, I got it from, that's where I got it from though. It's more of a spiritual thing. Okay. Did you ever have any other rap name before that? Yeah, I went by, I went by. What I go by, bro? I had some <laughs> shit. Okay, Young Hustler. And then Tiny... No, I had... First it was Tiny Loke. Tiny Loke. And then it was Young Hustler. And then I was Zero. You ever seen... There's a movie called Holes. People say I look like the character Zero from Holes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Shia LaBeouf. Yeah, yeah. So I went by Zero. And then after that, I was like... I took a break from it. And then that's when I really started like... Trying to just get... Just figure... Just find something that really meant something to me that i could really be like yo i really feel this and then i felt that i was like yeah yellow hill for sure but definitely out. different yeah yeah nobody nobody you nobody can have that right instagram that when i went up you know when you get your name on instagram i'd have to put no spaces or like i didn't have to put you know what i mean you know how some yeah so i just it was just nobody's gonna call themselves yellow hill that is one of the most unique not even to sound gloatful or boastful but that's one of the most unique names i feel like that's in the music industry everybody else like Little little sandbox and a tiny, uh, you know what I mean? So right. Yellow Hill is just one of those things. What the fuck is a Yellow Hill? It creates controversy too. Then when you finally get to talk to me and get to know who I am, you're like, okay, well that shit, that kind of, that's tight. There's some okay. history behind it. Okay. It, it, the reason why I asked, because I thought it was very interesting, especially the way yeah. you spelled yellow. Yeah, you know just misspell it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought that was dope. I thought it was dope. Because really what, what it is, is Yellow Hill. That's what they really call me. You feel me? But right. I, but I, you, you know what I'm saying? You switch it up, add a little taste to it, a little spice to it. I think that's like probably his eighth beer right there, huh? Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love Cujo. That's my son. I don't know if you know that. Cujo going crazy, man. Hey, 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 you know what this guy asked me, bro? Hmm. The first interview, the first interview that I interviewed him, because yeah. I interviewed him twice. Yeah. Hey, no, I'm not going to repeat it. Go ahead, uh -huh. go ahead. You go ahead and say. You go ahead and say. Yeah. No, that's all you. No, no. No, that's all you. No, no. I don't want to. I don't want to. <laughs> but oh, no, do it. Tony, fuck it. No, we're good. We're good. I'll tell you our break. Oh, for sure, okay. for sure, for sure. But okay. Whoa, 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 whoa! What? No, fuck it. See what I'm saying? Did he really? No, but this guy. <laughs> yeah, he did though. He did. He. Did. He, <laughs> <laughs> he said he did though. He did. This nigga Kujo is crazy. Hey, when I met him, I was like, "You my daddy." What the fuck? No, but that's Damn. that's what he asked me live, bro. That's yeah. what he asked me. But anyways, um I'm all gonna crush on him. But I I love Kujo. He ain't a wizard, man. He, the love wizard. Yeah, yeah. He, he he's a good dude. I, I love uh, uh Kujo. Yeah. Kujo the savage. Yeah. So so now you did, tyrant. Yes. You did those two tracks in the bathroom? Bro, you ever seen a a, a, a train bathroom before? You ever seen have you ever yeah, been yeah, on Amtrak? Yes, yes. Bro, it was like it's like this. I swear to that's no cap. I swear to God, I'm sitting in there. The toilet's right there. You got the sink. Then there's like a there's no door. It's one of these. So I'm sitting there just we rapping and shit. I met a dude on the train. He was from San Diego. I forgot his name though, and he actually helped me engineer it. He had his he had his laptop. We was I swear to God, we was in the, the we was literally I, I I remember to this day and I'll never forget him because he helped me get motivated because 
I remember I was saying, man, I need this equipment. I need this equipment. He's like, bro, nah, we about to, we about to go cook downstairs. Cook downstairs where? Uh, I was like, the observation deck? Or were we going to go to the cafeteria? He's like, no, nah, we about to go to the bathroom. We about to record this shit. So we had the bathroom open and we had like, I'm, nigga, I'm wrapped in this bathroom and then he would mix it in this bathroom and shit like that. And it was, we was going crazy. Wow. You, you, you know what I mean? You meet interesting people on the train and he was, you know what I'm saying? He was just showing love. Like he was hungry for it. Yeah, yeah. I don't know where he is now, but uh, you know, that's love though. And and uh, when was that released? That that was released like five or six months after that train thing. Okay. Yeah, after we was on, on that Amtrak okay. station. And, yeah. And the response of that was crazy. They loved it too. They okay. loved it. But then I took another break too. I took okay. another break after that. Like obviously. Now, now you know that's one thing that I hear from a lot of rappers that like they'll say, "I wrote this song," and then seven years later, I got back into, and I'm thinking, okay, "What happened?" It's one of those, you know, because life. Right, because 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 honestly, music is just your imagination. It's, it's sometimes you gotta t you really have to tap into real life too. Niggas got kids, and if you got you know what I'm saying this going on a jail, whatever. It's a lot of stuff happens, especially if you in the streets too. If you're right. in the streets, you you know you can get in trouble, and you know it shit happens, bro. Lose well, I, money. I took a ten year break. Yeah, uh, I wanted to raise my kids, coach them, and yeah, to, you know, be there for them. Then I decided to come back like 2017. Yeah, yeah. Then that's when we pretty much started directing our first uh, documentary. And then we started this podcast and we've only been doing this for 11 months right and so right. far so good yeah know, so far so good so now <clears throat> after that what comes next after you release those two tracks after i did those two tracks um i know you said you took a break i took a break yeah i took a break i started writing some more just a lot of just a lot of trials and tribulations of life and stuff like that obviously like everybody else deals with and then um I want to say 2018, I went to my boy Cruz's house. Okay. Cruz is a dude that he was he was fucking with Rock Nation and Def Jam, and he had a lot of keys to the city, so I started working with him. Okay. He put on his beat, and my soul reacted to it. Really? When I say my soul reacted to it, because all the, all the other times, I was just trying to do music and songs that kind of would mesh well with what was going on, and he played this West Coast G-Funk beat, and it's a song called Down the Ride. He played this g-funk beat and i got on there just start i just rapped the whole song and that's one of everybody's favorite song by me still to this day and shit like that but when my soul reacted to it is because i'm really from the hood so it's just like the hood in me just was just like okay yeah this is the type of shit i really need to be doing yeah. I, if i'm not doing this i don't want to really do anything i could be i could be different with different shit but it got to be some gangster shit okay yeah okay. and and so uh that's that song title so that people can look it up what was the name of it down a ride down yeah a ride. Okay. yeah yeah um, i forgot there was one song that somebody told me you got to ask him about this song because that's probably to me uh, uh like a gangster anthem i'm trying to remember the name of the song but somebody sent it to me and said my shit yeah oh it, shit it was one of yours it's a couple gangster murder down a ride it's a couple of them murder three times, murder three times. okay yes yeah, a couple <clears> of them <throat> now um for, for those those songs that you released during the MySpace days, mm -hmm. okay? Did you film any videos for this? No, no, no. Oh, you know what? Yeah, I did. I did. I did. Are they, they still available? Nah, they some. They, they, I don't. You know what's funny? There was a YouTube account that had all of them. It was one of the homies, but he just he his he deleted his. I'm glad he deleted them, motherfuckers. <laughs> for real, I can't find. I tried to look for him. You can't find them. Okay. You can look at my old rap name, and just, there will be a song on there, and then you click on it, say YouTube, and it'll be like user has removed it, like. It's over. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So I'm happy it's removed. <laughs> you know, I wanted to ask you because you had told me that um, when we spoke that you had did a couple of interviews, I think, for radio stations. Yes, sir. What, yeah. what, what radio stations were those? Uh, so I did Homegrown Radio at 92.3. Okay. I've done the Ansamorvis show. I've done a couple podcasts here and there. But the, I mean, the biggest one 
will probably have to be with my boy DJ Head, Chuck Dizzle, and um, that's a that's a great that's a that's a great interview. You can there's there's like so many gem, not even to be boastful again. It's just gems I was dropping on there, you right, know. Right. Um, so yeah, that's on Homegrown. That was one of my biggest ones. Okay, now how how do you feel about radio stations? Let's just say for an example, uh, K Day and yeah. Power One Hundred Six that interview artists, but don't play their music. Uh, I think there's some deep politics embedded in it. I feel like I don't take it to heart. I used to be like, man, why you don't play my shit? I feel like they're looking for a certain sound and it's all in who you know and the executives have the final say. So it's like politicians with the legislative, the judicial branch. And when it comes down to the White House, you know, there's just certain things in politics that you can't handle. Right. You know okay. what I'm saying? Okay. If Power 106, okay, they would have called you for an interview. Would you yeah. do it? I'll do it. Okay. I'll do it. I'll fuck around. Now, would you ever ask him, how can you guys never play my stuff? I don't... I might. It just depends on where I was at in my life, okay. in my mind. Mm -hmm. if, I'm just one of the, if I'm just fed up and I'm like, bro, it's time for me to get on, <laughs> then I might just start tripping on the radio. Like, y'all play this nigga and did it. I might do that. But for now, right now, I'm not, I'm not tripping. Right, right. Yeah, I wouldn't trip. You know, it's funny because today I pay a lot, a lot of attention. There's few podcasts that i listen to i like listening to mike tyson's podcast yeah and i like joe rogan's podcast yeah okay uh, um and i would like to be on their podcast yeah you know uh, to be interviewed but if they say no then it's no right exactly uh, but now i know a lot of artists that get interviewed by k-day and by uh power because they're owned by the same people right right but what i don't understand is you're gonna go do an interview. Not that I have anything against that they do, yeah. but they don't even play your music. I just don't think that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, it's just one of those things. They're trying to give us something. Right. They just wanna, they don't want, they don't want us to, they don't wanna, I feel like they don't want us to have mutiny against them or feel like we're, we're mad at them, so they do little things like that. Mm -hmm. Like they might take a, they might do a video, you know what I'm saying, they might do anything. But a, but a, but a solid, like if they put us on the radio, I, I just, you have to get lucky or have some bread or something. Right, right, you right. You feel me? What, 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 what? this motherfucker, man. <laughs> well, you can take it off. Yeah, I'm about to, I'm about to. It's just my hair fucked up, so I'm gonna just do one of these. Let the lady see my tats on the, yeah. Open that door, dude. Yeah, Todd. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We're okay. working on the arms. Don't trip, but we got the, you know. You should have got your braids up. Uh, I know, man. I know. I was in a rush. All good. All good. Okay, yeah. Okay, now, um, as far as music is concerned today, who who do you, name one album. Uh, I, I'm going to challenge you, and I should have asked Kuja this question. Yeah. Name one album that you can buy today. Yeah. That you can play all the way through without skipping like the scott heaters is there any out there in your book you know what's funny you the people are gonna be surprised about this though drake take care really yeah so you're a drake fan i'm not necessarily a drake fan but that album is classic because okay. you get some smooth drive it's got the the nice r b in it you know what i'm saying it's drake take care Okay. You know what I'm saying? Niggas probably expect me to say Snoop or some shit like some typical West Coast shit. I'm not Drake Tate. I'm going to play Drake Tate. I want to hear niggas cursing and screaming and shit. I want, I want to hear some smooth shit. So Drake Take Care for sure. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. You know, now I know Cujo's probably going to trip on this one, but uh, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you the last album yeah. that was given to me, 2019, yeah. and I called it yeah. the hottest independent record, at least in my opinion, my humble opinion, yeah. of the year. And it was a guy named Misfit Soto. Okay. He gave me a uh, album called Embrace the Breakdown, and 
he invited me to a video shoot. I didn't even know the guy, yeah. but he invited me to a video that shoot. Was dope. I yeah, and I asked him, "Well, let me hear the song first. You know? Right. He sent it to me. I liked it. I was in his video, did a little cameo appearance. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So then I interviewed him here, episode two. Right. And he gave me the album. Right. I've been in love with that motherfucker. Right oh about. shit! Like I, I couldn't, I couldn't skip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I tried to skip, but I couldn't skip. It was one of those things. Yeah, yeah no, I feel you. I feel and, you. And then. Uh, a single was given to me not too long, well, a few months back. Yeah. Yeah, a dope ass fucking single. If I was cocky. Uh, yeah. Um, that one right there. So, Who's that bone? If I was cocky? Yeah, yeah. Some cocky ass fool that's here. <laughs> <laughs> that's your shit? I remember I played that shit for you in the studio yellow before I released it. Yes. Remember? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. your fans, she was yeah. like, yeah, 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 when it was given to me, somebody said, check this out, I had already heard of him, because he had done some stuff in the past, right, with uh, Misfit, and I saw him in a couple of videos, and then somebody kept, like, actually, not just one person, several people kept hitting me up, you need to get a Cujo, you need to get a Cujo, gotta get a Cujo, so, right. so and then, somebody just finally threw, I always tell people, send me a shit, yeah, you know, finally saw it, and I was like, holy shit, yeah, and I'm gonna tell you why I liked it, Okay, because Kuja knows what kind of videos I like. Yeah, this I had no twerking, had no liquor, it had no weed. It was just straight some boom bap, uh, uh hip hop shit. And, yeah, and it was I think they did it like in two or three takes, yeah. and he was just spitting, and that's what I love. Well, it's not the Biggie Smalls freestyle. Oh yeah, that shit. Remember that shit? That shit's stupid. When me and Yellow were doing the fucking fresh song in the studio. Yeah, yeah. that song. That's, had, that shit is remember, crazy. Hey, hey, you remember it hadn't been released yet? No, for and sure. I was like, hey Yellow, check this shit out. Yeah, yeah, he played that shit for me like two or three times. Yeah, I was in like, the studio. I was like, yeah, that shit tight. I was like, think they'll fuck with Some lyrical, some real lyricism, some real lyricism in that motherfucker right there. Yeah, I remember he was like, cuz this shit hard. I said, run that bitch back, nigga. Yeah, So, so now, um, uh. You released those, okay, that single on MySpace, those two singles mm -hmm. on the Amtrak, mm -hmm. and then uh, um, what, what came next? I know you took time. You said trials and tribulations. Right. Okay, I'm trying to build like a, a timeline. A timeline. Yeah, so now 2018, I think you 2018, said? that's when I started on that down the ride and that gangster. Yeah. Then I started doing, you know what I mean? Doing music videos and taking it serious. What but was I your first music video? From 2018? Yes. Uh, gangster. Okay. Yeah, I shot that shit. You know, it's funny. I shot gangster in my enemy's hood. No shit. I shot, not even to be on no disrespectful shit. They just had good locations. <laughs> <laughs> you feel me? Nah, for real. Okay, now being from, <laughs> being from your neighborhood, yeah. did you ever, so far, I'm sure you have, receive any slack from any other rival neighborhoods? Yeah, my my enemies be hitting me up to this day and shit, just saying shit. No shit. Yeah, they'll say stuff nowadays like, oh, we gonna catch you slipping or nigga, fuck you. And, you know, it's just, it just come with the... I'm glad though. That means I'm doing something right. Right, right. You know what's funny? Okay, check this out. I was um, in LA somewhere and I was waiting for somebody to come out. Um, I was picking them up to give them a ride somewhere. Yeah. And I was going over your music on YouTube. Right. And some brother parks right next to me with his girl. Mm -hmm. Okay. Funny story. Okay. And this was maybe about, shoot, uh, three three days to four days ago tops, okay tops and so i'm looking at, i'm sitting in the car by myself right and i'm looking at your music and i'm bobbing my head and i see this brother right here i turn around and he's like he's pissed off whose music yeah you, I was bumping you your music. my music yeah bumping your music and i'm just you know checking it out bobbing my head and this girl that's with him and uh, riding shotgun she starts laughing ah ah so i turn around like what the, what the fuck is she yeah, yeah. On, you know? Yeah. So I keep listening to it 
And then he tells his girl, shut the fuck up. And um, I turn around, like, I'm still trying to wonder, like, what are you guys doing? Yeah. So Is there she, an issue, right? Yeah. What's going so on? So she keeps going, uh-huh. So what I did, I just. To him or to you? No, to, to, to him, him, I guess. Right, because so, it's probably somebody that don't fuck with me. Right. Like mad so and his girl I went like ahead music. and turned it up so I don't have to hear him. Yeah. And then I see this girl waving at me like this. And I turn around, I'm like, what's up? So I turn it down. She goes, that, he hate that fool. So I guess <laughs> I guess he must have known who you were, man. So so yeah. So I was like, hey, if you out there, bro, I'm doing good. <laughs> Tony ate a wizard in Yellow Hill, man. You know what's going on, man. So I was like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> hey, you fucking with him, you fucking with me too. Yeah, I was like, yeah. okay, cool, you know, yeah. whatever. Yeah. But that fool wouldn't look at me, he would just yeah. like so I don't know who was, was he uh, a black guy or Mexican? No, he's a black guy. He's yeah, for sure. He's probably yeah. from yeah. Never mind. We gonna say that, but yeah, yeah, exactly. So we gonna give we ain't even gonna give their neighborhood any light. Right. He's probably just from some other shit. Please blame me. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, so we go we went ahead and took off, but I, that was a funny story. Right. So now uh, we got a couple of minutes before we go to break. Mm -hmm. um, and and Tony, my bad. That was out. Where was that? That was out here. A L A. L A. L A. Okay. By the airport. So yeah, yeah, right by the airport. Mm -hmm. As a matter of fact. Mm -hmm. So, uh, so now other than that, before we go to break, so yeah. you start drop gangster the video. What what video comes next? Down the ride. Down the ride. Okay. Yeah, we did down the ride. Okay. And then um, I did a couple other ones. True to the game. I did some collabs after that. Okay. Then the next single that I dropped was Murder. Okay. And that's like that's doing good. That was when I was in an orange jumpsuit and mm -hmm. we reenacted the kind of the Snoop Dogg murder was the case. We didn't reenact it, but right, right. you got those vibes because I'm a tall, linky dude with the hair. So they kind of, you okay. feel me? Yeah. Who, who um, were the producers of some of those tracks from Gangsta to Murder and um, Cruz, um, 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 Steels. Okay. I've been working with Steels for a minute. Steels um, um, and Cardo. Cardo got wings. Okay. The yeah. reason why I asked because Growing up, late 80s and 90s, I started in the industry in 87. Right. And I produced Heisey's first album, and I was also his DJ. Okay? Right. And I pretty much also choreographed how we were going to do our shows. Right. Okay? Set up my turntables, and we would perform. Right. And it's funny because every time we did an interview, we did a show, and people would ask him, who is this individual? Instead of saying my producer, we came up together. Right. Oh, that's just my DJ. Oh, so, that's how Cuz got at you? So th Fade. That, that's the way he always did it, you know. And after a while, people just assumed that right. uh, DJ Quick produced yeah. the album and I was just a DJ. And people would always say, man, get your credit, man. Get your credit. No, for real, though. But I was always such a humble, quiet guy. Just like, waiting oh, your man. turn, just trying to, you you just trying to be a team player. Right. That's what, a, they see that, that, they take that kindness for until you really start. I hate that shit, Tony. Yeah. For real. <laughs> that shit is weird, man. For real. I don't like that shit. All good, my brother. Like, real gangsters won't realize that shit, though. We might have to... No, like, hey, him, him right there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Tony Yang. We're going to have to start Vanilla Ice and niggas and <laughs> hanging them over the stadium, dog. All, all good, man. All Being good. Like a pinata. For yes. real, dog. <laughs> For real. All right, my brother. We're going to go ahead and press pause right there. We're going to go ahead and take a 10-minute break, and we're going to come right back okay. after a 10-minute uh, uh, commercial. So if you got any more lunch, go get some more mystery meat tacos, and we'll come <laughs> right good. back to episode 85 with yellow hair in the motherfucking building. So make sure you call somebody, text somebody, slap the shit out of somebody, and let them know that episode 85, yellow hair in the motherfucking building. Yeah. And we'll be back after this. Go get yourself a modelo. Uh, tell your girl to come sit on her lap. Tell her yeah. to twerk for you for 10 minutes, but we'll be back. You're back now at the Golden Shower Hour. And this is Tony A. the Wizard with the podcast that slaps your culture fat ass with a fat ass dick. And uh, don't forget, 
I need you guys to uh, subscribe to Freaky Tales Podcast on YouTube. Freaky Tales Podcast. I think we need like maybe less than 50 subscribers for us to hit a thousand. Okay. Uh, we go live on August 28th, Friday at 7 p.m. August 28th of uh, uh, 7 p.m. Me and Spice Smuggler are going to be hosting a new podcast called Freaky Tales Podcast, where we talk about the paranormal, spooky, ghost story type of shit. You're not going to want to miss it. You can also uh, follow us on Freaky Tales Podcast on IG as well. Soon, hopefully, we'll start one on Facebook. But subscribe. I need you guys to subscribe. Uh, you guys will not be disappointed. And hit the bell button for future content, okay? But other than that, um, we're gonna go ahead and jump right back into it with Yellow Hill in the motherfucking building. I got you a shot glass, just in case. I know it's a little bit too hot in here it's for you. It's hot as fuck. So, it feels like fucking Death Valley, man. Yeah, yeah, so somebody said once it feels like Satan's asshole. Man, but for I, real, or his, or his toenails or something, fuck, shit. Yeah, so uh, other than that, yeah, I know you got a cold one, I got a cold one. It, yeah. you, I usually start drinking around this time of the show. Right. So um, other than that, you know what? I didn't ask you this question in the very beginning, but I'm going to ask you because we're still going through this mm. pandemic thing. What is one thing that you, you're not able to do that you miss doing because of this pandemic? Um, go out and be with the people like I want. Yeah. Because I would I would go to schools and I would just go around the, the public and I'll do meet and greets and stuff like that. So okay. nowadays, that's just like, that just seems like can't do it anymore it's a wrap you know what i mean yeah it's almost like a fucking thing you can you can but you, you know you should you know, it's just like you can't it's frowned upon you police whatever you know it's just one of those rules so yeah hopefully we get out of this shit soon man were, were, were you doing uh um any shows uh before this shit hit for sure i was really rocking with the night of the blacksican shows mostly okay that's what that's what the main the my main shows that's like my main fan base was really rocking with me then my shows would be like you would have swore i was drake like, nigga, I'll be crowd surfing, girls crying, throwing their bras. No shit. Man, look, Tony. For real, bro. <laughs> For real, man. Like, if you were Teddy Pendergrass, Luther Vandross. Yeah. Look, man, I was John Mayer, man. There, okay, okay. The Blackskin John Mayer. Okay. Yeah. Now, now, uh, um, let, me, let me ask you this. Uh, yes, sir. For the people that may not know what the Night of the Blackskin is. Sure, sure. Uh, share a little bit about that. Night of the Blackskin is one of those events. You remember the house parties, like, back in the day, the 90s? Yes. 91 92 it's basically just that you know what i'm saying they dressing with the you know the, the fedoras the pachuco mm -hmm. you know it's the ben davis with the that's that kind of vibe. they're playing blue magic side show so you go to you go to a party nowadays they'll play like you know some yg and shit we love yeah. yg nothing against them. i'm just saying like with these parties they play they go into like the temp they go crazy with it you know delphon they play delphonic so it's one of those parties where you kind of dress up old school and you go over here and the fan base is so beautiful because they really show love and there's no weirdness there's no drama i don't know i don't remember the last time there, there's never really been there's never been a fight there there's never been a fight there think about that everybody's okay. just having fun unity smoking drinking and um yeah it's it's an amazing time bro now, now i i know i know eventually we'll have memo on here yeah we as a team we like to strategize when we like to put people on sure okay um now, why, even though the name is self-explanatory, but if you could sh shed a little bit of light, why the Blacksican? Um, Memo's Black, Memo's, Memo is, is cut from a super South Central cloth. He's not spe specifically from a certain faction or gang, but he's been around so long. He, he is basically South Central. I'm not going to call him the king or he is. I'm not trying to put him on that, that high right. pedestal, but 
his whole character, his persona, who he is, he's black and Mexican, man. He's in the ghetto. He's in the trenches. He's the he's the corn man. He's the corn man, and then he's the fried chicken. Right. He's 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 the bean pies, and then he's the horchata. He's the, he's everything. You feel me? He's everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's you know? dope. So so he's a cross between both, and he shows love. He shows he shows love to both. Uh huh. So that's why that's where it came from. Night of black skin, you know, because it's at night. So yeah, yeah. Okay, and now let's get back to your music. I know you were mm -hmm. talking about uh, Steels. Steels. That you've been doing a lot of stuff with him. How did you yes, end sir. up meeting him? How did you guys come together? How did you guys start working? So I have a boy named Man that made a song called Buzzing back in the day. And um, yeah, uh, they they both know each other through Gentry. It's a dude at Empire, the representative. He's like an A&R. So Steels sent me some beats. He sent Man some beats one day. Sometimes when people send me beats, if I like them or if I'm bored, in this case, I was bored, so I got on that beat, but I didn't think it was a bad beat. But then I got on, I just did what I did. I put some sauce on it. I want to say like two days later, he was, he, you would have swore I was the president of the United States. The homie wanted to meet me so fast, like I just laced him up with Michael Jackson Thriller. No shit. Yeah, and then our, ever since then, we've just been making classic. You didn't even have to kick up your leg, huh? <laughs> nah, nah, no, no white socks, no, nah, no black shoes, none of that, bro. <laughs> You Cooch feel is over there trying to do that shit. He's about to fall over, man. So, <laughs> so, so, uh, so uh, how long have you been working with him now? I've been working with Steels probably maybe like six, seven months, something mm -hmm. like that. Six or seven months. Okay. Yeah, nothing, nothing too crazy. That's that's a long time. But he's became, but me and him have built a real relationship, friendship, yeah. a relationship. You know, you have those producers and those rappers just like uh, whatever. I'm gonna just do songs with you. Nah, I'll be in the I'll be in the car. You know what I'm saying? He'll call me. He'll FaceTime me when he's with some females or something. It's one of those things. Like, oh, bro, what you doing? What you eat? What you eat today, man? Should I go over to this right, spot? Right. We actually have a real friendship. A right. real friendship. This It's not no industry shit. So that's why we work so well together because right. it's comfortable in the studio. Okay. Yeah. You know, and that's a good thing because growing up in the studio pretty much like yeah. from a late teenager. Yeah. Uh, the producer and the artist always had a relationship. There was chemistry there. They yeah. vibed together. Yeah. Because if I would ever do a beat for you, I'd want to chill with you. I don't care if it was a fight. I don't care if we went to a sports bar and watched the game. Yeah. I want to feel you and get a, a vibe off of you. Of what, yeah. So when I turn on my damn drum machine or whatever, you know, now I have an idea of what I'm going to do for you. Sure. You know, today... Uh, not that I have anything against it, but it's just different for me. People just email beats and don't even know... Uh, they didn't even build any kind of vibe with that. Sure, rappers. they don't. No, they so, don't. Yeah. So I totally understand what you're saying. Now, as far as Cujo, um, how did you meet him? How did you hear about him? How did you guys come together? You know what? His 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 girlfriend had hit me up. She came over, and then um, she got in the bed with me, and then like she told him, and then he just wanted to do music after that. No shit. I don't think. No, 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 no! I'm fucking with him. I'm fucking with him. No, 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 no! I was waiting for you to say some funny shit, wait, nigga. Wait, wait, wait. What, you what did you say? Oh shit! It don't matter now. You see it on the interview. Yeah, we see, we'll, we'll, we'll see it on the replay. Yeah, we gotta keep going. But, but yeah. no, um, yeah, we 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 linked up. He he got a, he got he has a mutual, and then he wanted to get me on a song. And you know, Steel's my boy. He's like, yo, this dude named Cujo wants to get on a song with you. I was like, Cujo? I never heard of Cujo because I heard a tyrant. Yeah, tyrant was his name before then. Yeah. So when it was like Cujo, I was like, who Cujo? So when I finally met up with him, I was looking. I was like, this this nigga looks like Tyrant from Dogtown. Yeah. And I was just like, I already heard it, bro. Let's get this going. And then from there, our energy. We made that song. We made Fresh together. Fresh. 
it was it, we was just vibing drinking he was cool we was laughing talking we had a good time bro he's okay. you know what i'm saying and he, and he just has real you just got real authentic energy no hollywood shit no i think i'm better no racial shit like that's yeah. why i like cujo too though because in gardena in his, his hometown as he explains it the blacks and the browns is like yeah in certain cities they're like that like in my area too Right. The blacks and the browns is together. Right. His blacks and browns is together. So I, he comes from that cloth. That's the kind of cloth I want to be around. Mm -hmm. uh, that segregation, that weird shit is cool. He was, right. he was never with that. You yeah. know what I'm saying? He's he, so close to me. I, he, if he around, he can say whatever he wants. He can say, cuz, nigga. He can say whatever. I don't give a fuck. It's 2020, bro. You got an issue with that? We can squabble up. <laughs> yeah. Hey, it's funny because my girl came back like, hey, yo, said yeah. And I don't know why she said yeah. Yeah, yeah. And she came back like, hey, man. Shit, you must be a crib. She told me like, yeah. you must be a crib because I, I went under the covers and I, I seen the same kind of hump. <laughs> anyways, anyways, right, right. That, 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 that'll be on Cujo Part Three. Cujo Part Three, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he missed my train of thought up. See uh, that? Oh my god. No, I'm, but yeah, about the. Uh, okay, okay, okay. okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm taking. I'm for sure take this when we get off of air, man. For yeah, sure. yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I, I gotta fill it up. For sure. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, okay, you know what? Now let me ask you this: um, Why fresh? Who named the song fresh? This idiot. I don't know why he did. It's cool. It's cool. I just it's an old '80s term, you know. I'm honestly. weird. Yeah, I'm weird. I like to. I'm. I, I, I probably would have named it. No, I probably would have named it fresh too. So there you go. Yeah, because it ain't really nothing much else to say with the song. I probably right. would have named the same. What? what? Um, I mean, who actually produced that song? Uh, Steels. Stills produced that song, man. He, he, he did that. Shit. He produced that in fucking like ten minutes, man. No shit. He's a wizard. You know what I'm saying? He's a, he's a magician with this. There's shit. only one wizard. He's a magician. <laughs> <laughs> he's yeah, a magician. Now, you, you, okay, let me share with you how that name Wizard came up. Okay. 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 Uh, real quick, this Japanese guy named Steve Yano mm -hmm. pretty much was my mentor. I met him when I was 11 years old. Yeah. One day when I started doing the mixtapes in 1987. Yeah. Uh, I was 19 years old, and he saw me in the turntables. He he saw that I was really really fast on the turntables. And uh, he goes, you know, we got to think of a dope DJ name for right. you. You know, and then I said, um, uh, okay, I don't know. W w what type of name would you give me? And I, he goes, what do they call you? And I said, um, well, they call me Tony A. And he goes, no, 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 that ain't going to cut it. He goes, why do they call you Tony A? I said, well, in fourth grade, there was four Tonys, Tony A, Tony B, Tony O, Tony M. Yeah. And so the teacher wouldn't say Tony, you know, uh, uh, Tony, and everybody turned around. You're yeah. Tony A, so yeah. that's I, it. Just stuck with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like. So that, then he goes, no, 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 no. It's got to be something else. So one day he calls me up. Uh, you ready? And I was like, yeah, okay, Steve, whatever. And he goes like, uh, Tony A, the turntable wizard. And I was like, right. All right, fuck it. And that was it. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So people were like, you're the wizard. And honestly, here's yeah. our what answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fuck it, I'm the wizard. No, for sure. I don't know magic. I I don't have a fucking wizard. I'm not. But I, I do like Harry got Potter. the magic stick. There you go. <laughs> fuck <laughs> shit, man. For sure. I got the magic stick. <laughs> Fifty cent, man. Yeah. Okay, so now, now we're gonna get into. Uh, you just dropped a video not too long ago. I just dropped one two days, a day or two ago. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what is the name of it? Who produced it? Where can people see it? Uh, it's Yellow Hill Steels, produced by Steels Enemies. You could go on YouTube.com. Just type in Yellow Hill Steels Enemies. It's gonna pop up. It's gonna be if you type in Yellow Hill, it's gonna be the first thing that pops enemies. up. Enemies. Okay. Yeah. Now, what is that song about? I know it's self-explanatory. Yeah. So we took it deeper than like my real enemies. Like I got real enemies and ops in the hood, but enemy could be somebody that shakes your hand and really fucks with you and really wants to take your place at the end of the day. You know what I'm saying? Yes. They really don't like you. They hate you. You know what I'm saying? Or they or they show love. They come as as docile and docile as a butterfly, but they really hyenas and vultures. You know what I'm saying? Uh, kind of. It could be kind of like a Judas. Yeah, yeah, Judas. Judas, exactly. Yeah. 
they'll sell you out for like 30 pieces of gold. <laughs> you know what's you know funny? What you know what's funny? I'm going to tell you something that's funny. Okay. And not, not in the funny like that we laugh about. But Judas, we all know that story in the Bible. He was a thief. Right, right. Okay, he was a thief. Right. Isn't it funny that Jesus knew that he was a thief yeah. and still let him hold the purse? Yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. But I'll tell you one thing. Uh, Judas can never, ever say I was never given a chance or an opportunity. And it's the same thing with people that try to come into your camp, okay? And they try to play the role. Yeah, yeah, he's dope. He's yeah. dope. He's dope. Yeah. But if you don't do certain things for them or yeah. if you don't look out for them, oh, fuck that fool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? sure. Yeah. You know, and, and believe me, I face a lot of that today because a lot of people hit me up on why I have not interviewed them yet. Right. You know, and I don't want to take too much on that. Right. But I will say this. I always tell people the same thing. Be patient. Yeah. Your time will come. Yeah. Well, why did you get him? Right. You know, and then when I do book them, I'll say, right. you know what? I'm booked up until October. Let me give you some October dates. Yeah. But you will be on. Now, fuck that. You know? Oh, yes. They be saying that shit yes. too, huh? So it, it's really, really... Podcasting, that is probably the toughest thing is doing the scheduling. Right. I have a team that listens to the, to the emails, to the music. Right. And here's what they say. This will probably be good in this month. This will probably be good in this month. Yeah. But these over here, that's how we strategize shit. Sure. So, You're right. Right. You know, we just don't throw a bunch of goofies, you know, on yeah, just no, the first day. Yeah, fuck exactly. That. Yeah. But you know what? The word on the street is, man, that you are the next to blow. Right. Like to really, really take off. Right. I'm sure you hear that as well, right? I get it sometimes. Sometimes, yeah. Okay. How how does that make you feel that you're probably, like your blessing or if you will, you're right on the brink of uh, really taking off. It's around the corner. It's crazy, man. It's it's a it's a supernatural feeling. It's, it's one of those things you get used to hearing it, but when you do hear it, you really appreciate it and stuff like that. So I'm really just humbled at the fact that people do believe in me like that like there's yeah. some people out there that might even just believe in me more than i believe in myself i believe in myself but yeah. they might even believe in me to a certain excruciating part of you know what i'm saying they really fuck yeah. with me so it, it's it's love i, I love that. that that to to say the least to sum it up it, it's a it's a miraculous feeling for sure yeah, I, and i'm glad you put it that way you know what i went on your ig and i was looking at some of your videos and there was one video where you were telling some people like this yeah and the fans were coming yeah. And a lot of them were a bunch of Latinos, you know? Yeah, yeah. They were coming to you and you were embracing them. Yeah. And I looked at that with no audio. And I looked at that and I looked at that like two or three times. And it meant a lot to me. And I'll tell you why. Yeah. Because I remember as a kid, before I got into the music industry, there were artists that I wanted to meet. Right. And when I met them, to be honest, they were fucking assholes, man. Yeah. Like, you yeah. know, hey, um, can I get an autograph? And I'm just a kid. And they just kept it pushing. Right. You know, and or I'll meet, I'll meet another artist, you know, hey, can I get it on? No. And I'm, I'm yeah. thinking to myself, I got all your fucking records. That's some foul shit. Yeah. So I, artists have to understand that we are only here because of them. Yeah. Because of them. And I'm well, glad. We wouldn't be shit. Yes. I'm glad. Can you say that a little bit louder? Man? Shit. Without the uh, the audience and, the, and all of that, us artists wouldn't be shit. Thank you. And I, I wouldn't be shit. For real. I think a lot of these divas need to hear that because. Yeah. A lot of these guys, they just think that they're, you know, above God everybody. There was this one guy, and, and I won't say his name. Uh, I contacted him, and I'll be real with you. I didn't even like his music, okay? Yeah, yeah. But I hit him up because a lot of fans requested him. Yeah. So I asked him, hey, would you like to do an interview? And, and right. he didn't say yes or no, but here's what he did say. Yeah. I don't think you ever uh, dealt with a, a, a rapper of a caliber of mine. 
He said that? That's what he said. Yeah, oh, shit. Now, here's what I could have said, but I yeah. didn't. Yeah. In 1987, I was in a studio with Dr. Dre, with Ice Cube, and was easy. Yeah. yeah. I could have threw names like that. Yeah. I seen history being made. Yeah. Then my crew came along, High C, DG Quick, Second to None, AMG. Right. We toured with all these guys. Right, right. That was like, if you will, in my opinion, the second NWA. Right. Okay? I, by the time I was 22 years old, I done traveled all over the U.S. Sure, already. right. You know, my records were on the radio. In right. 1991, I had three songs on the radio, okay? I have a gold record. That means 500,000 people bought yeah. my album that I produced, right. okay? I could easily say, where's your history? Right. But I didn't. I just said... Left it alone. I left it alone, but I did tell him this. I don't ask a second time, so we're good. Right. So I, I leave it at that. Right. So, anyways, man. But to, to, to sum it up, yeah, I'm not I'm not asking you to second or third time. <laughs> Fuck that shit. I'm cool. So uh, um, so when I saw some of those videos, the way you embrace your embrace your fans, yeah, it really meant gotta be that way. You can't people get people get it's we're just humans at the end of the day. Like my life could be taken tomorrow. I could go out tomorrow just like the next man. Just how Nipsey went. Rest in peace, Nipsey, Michael Jackson, Prince, all of these greats. Um, they we, everybody just everybody goes, bro, one day. Yeah. So it's just like if we breathe the same air, had the same blood, the fuck are you acting different for it. Yeah, we're not we're not superhuman, bro. You know, when uh, uh, um we're not bulletproof, man. Yeah, no, nah, hell no. You know what I'm saying? But uh since you brought up since you brought up Nipsey, I'm gonna ask you this. Were you a huge Nipsey fan? Huge, bro. Okay. I got him tatted. No shit. Yeah. You, you mind? Uh, is it your uh, arm? Let me see if I can do it over the table or something. It's on my leg, though. Oh, it's on your leg? It's on my leg, but I'm going to put my, my thing on there, but let me try to roll it up. You know, I, yeah. You see? Okay, everybody. He's going to show us his leg. Hold on. Let me see. I don't want to put my... No, no. It's, it's okay. Uh, I, I'll wipe it down later. It's all good. Okay. I don't know. Can you see it, Johnny Boy? Yeah. Okay. Right there. Right there. Go ahead and point at it. Show, put your finger on it. Right there. That's dope. That's yeah, dope. that's that Nipsey Hustle right there. That's the old school one. Take a, a picture. Of, a lot of people be like, damn, you got a, you got a, um, you got yourself tatted on you. I'm like, no, nah, that's Nipsey, bro. <laughs> mm. Mm. Yeah, man. Now, now, let me ask you this. What was it about Nipsey that made you, you know, get, get a tattoo? Other than him, you know. Um, the, he the, was like a prophet, man. It was deeper than that. Like, he was just so powerful. The way he moved is how I want to move. The way that he handled it. Oh, excuse me. The music industry. That's how I want to handle it. He, I, I'm taking his blueprint and doing what he does. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's more or less he was like not just promoting. He wasn't promoting a false lifestyle. Yeah. He'd been through a lot of shit I've been through. So I, he's a Leo like me. I connected with him. You know what I'm saying? Like right. I met him like a couple times and stuff like that. So you know how you could just hear music and then you can meet somebody for a couple times and stuff like that. You're just like, bro, this is basically me. And the way that he left this earth, that was very dire and detrimental. Yeah. Especially for the West Coast community, so I took it upon myself to get the tattoo. I said, "Fuck it." Where, where were you, if you could remember, when you first heard of his? You know, him I was passing. just in the house. I was in the house, and then when I was in the house, um, I heard it because I heard he got shot. Yeah, and he, I think he was in critical condition for a mm -hmm. while. So I was just like, "Man, he gonna pull through. He's not gonna pass away." And then my homie messaged me because I don't want to look at the news. They said, "Damn, he passed." Bro, I literally, I went outside, I went to the car, and uh, I, when I, well, I went, grabbed a bottle of tequila, I started drinking, I went inside the car, and I was, I, nigga, I was crying. I was crying for, like, I want to say, a couple of hours. I was hurt. Yeah. I was hurt, man. Because I'm an empath, an empath, so it's like, I, re I can really feel people's pain. I know what he went through, and just for him to have his legacy, his legacy will never end, but his life, to have his life ended like that, it was, uh, that was wicked, bro. 
It's funny that you say you're an empath because I remember uh, there was there's a club called the Regent and they host a um, um, an event called Scam Jam. Re uh, yeah, the Regent's month. in downtown LA, right? Yeah, downtown. Yeah. So I'm sitting there and this one lady just keeps staring at me and I just finally looked at her and she goes, you're an empath. And, and I'll be real, it's like, what the fuck? Yeah. So at that time I told my boys, oh, I'm out of here. I walked out by myself. Yeah. She comes up to me. She says, hey, can I, can you? Can you do me a favor? And I was like, what's up? Can you just wait a second? And I was like, why? And she's just looking at me, some short lady. He said, why? Like, hey, yeah. like she just looked like she didn't even belong in the fucking club. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And then she says, I want to reach your palm. And I said, get the fuck out of here. I'll be real with you because I don't try to fuck around with I'm that. I'm fucking with that shit, man. Yeah. That's fine. You said I'm an empath. Don't try to read my palms, my nigga. <laughs> you won't be able to read my shit. There's too many tats on it. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Uh, when you get a chance, this is funny. Google it. Look it up. Mm -hmm. There are people in Hollywood that will read your ass. What the fuck? They'll read your ass cheeks, homie. I don't know if it's reading your veins or how ashy your ass is. Some, some, some lightweight, kinky, weird shit they on. Either that's some pedophilia bullshit. Yeah, that's bro. some weird ass shit, man. Don't read, you ain't reading my shit. Yeah, reading ass. Literally. Can you imagine man. if your ass was ashy? You know, like. <laughs> I sense a shower in your future. Yeah, pretty pretty <laughs> much. Pretty I much. I sense a shower yeah. in your future, for sure. But um, anyways, so yeah, that's. This crazy ass bitch told me that shit. That's and crazy, it, bro. I had I had people come. I had a couple of females come. I was in Louisiana and New Orleans, and I had a couple of females Louisiana. come. I I love that shit, but they was on that weird shit. Come inside my house, I can tell you we're gonna be in the next two years. Bitch had gray long hair and shit, long ass nails. Bitch had makeup, old sixty five year old. I, I I see something in you. You need to come. I was like, I'm straight because I already know where I'm going. <laughs> You feel me? <laughs> yeah, I already know where I'm going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you know, it's funny. The way you described the way you felt about uh, about uh, Nip Nipsey yeah. and how that hurt you. Yeah. I have to say that that's exactly the way I felt when Eazy-E passed. Oh, man. I, see, I was too young, but I could only imagine. See, because Eazy-E, if you go outside, I still have a Source Magazine picture right before you walk into yeah, my there, door. Huh? Yeah, out there. Because uh, I'm not going to sit here and say me, Eazy-E, used to do... Carnesadas and he said beach all the time. No, for sure, but right. Whenever I did see him, it, it was always fucking love. He was regular. Look, let me tell you something. I'm going to share something with you. And my son pointed this out. Here's what he said. Dad, name me another Mexican that ever did mixtapes with Easy e Right. And I thought about that and I was like, no, no one. He goes, you're the only guy in the world. Mm -hmm. That's what he said. Now, now I'm thinking the, the globe. I'm thinking the world. Right. Like, and you know what? I have, I have them all here. It's all proof. Right. It's all proof. Right. Uh, my intro to this show is Dr. Dre rapping. He did that mixtape. I think I heard. Did I hear that? Yes. Yeah. He did that mixtape in 1987. He said your name in that. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> you, you know, how many other people can say that? And this is yeah. just a mixtape. Yeah, nobody, he doesn't say it. He would, he, he's careful now what he, yes. if he puts your name yes. out there. He, man, what? And you know what? I have multiple tapes where Easy e Ice Cube, and I documented all of that on this yeah. Rodeo mixtape documentary, which is going to be available in uh, Blu-ray soon. I'm going to hit you up because I'm going to give you a copy because I really want you to watch it. Sure, sure. I call this the prequel to Straight Outta Compton. Damn. I'm dead serious when I say that. And let me tell you something. We released it, and we never received one negative report. Wow. Not one. Not one. Eh, it was too long. Eh, I didn't get it. Not one. Right, right. And I'm thinking, that's pretty good for my directing debut. Yeah, that's fucking amazing. You know? So now what we're going to do, we're going to shine light on a... Um, me and my boy John, my boy DG, yeah. my son, we're going to do a, a Chicano rap documentary. Okay. Um, what we're going to do, we're going to shine light on Raza. Yeah. Because nobody else wants to shine light on us. So right. I want to shine light on us. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Look, let me tell you something. Chicano rap has been out here since 1990. Right. Okay, 30 years. And no one has took the initiative 
there's been a couple of um document one or two documentaries out there but i want to take this to another level. to another level to another level so that's what i want to do and you know what i did i asked the fans i'm going to start a gofundme and if you guys want to see this if you guys like this yeah then, then uh fund me right and you know what they did in about three to four weeks yeah we made our goal fifteen thousand dollars oh wow you know what i'm saying yeah. and, and it's still going and this could not have been possible if it wasn't for them right you know right so that's why whenever we slayed in an artist yeah bam, yeah. We're, we're gonna give this away to anybody that donated. We're just gonna pick their name out and right, so right. they can own a piece of history. Right. So, other than no, that's that, that's hard. That's active. I like that. Yeah. You know what? Uh, it, it, and I'm gonna tell you why I believe people tune in, because I like to keep it real. Nobody likes fucking fake. Yeah. We, we never dick ride any artists here, but we like to show love and we like to shine light and illuminate on it what they got going on. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So now, anything. You want to share anything you want to say to, uh, if you will, um, what do you have coming out next? Uh, what are you going to be releasing? You got any more visuals? I know you just released a video right. two days ago. Right. And uh, anything else coming that you can let the public know? Um, I got a collaborative tape coming out with Steels. Okay. Steels, uh, still killing them. And then I got another collab tape coming out with a special artist. And then I got another album coming out. But for the, as far as... As far as the album, the collaborative album, we don't know when that's coming out yet. We're still putting out records and stuff okay. like that. But um, just stay in tune and just follow me because I got collabs and shit dropping next week and this week. I got like at least six to ten videos dropping like before this month ends probably with just features. No shit. Yeah, I'm working. Okay, so 2020, they can expect a lot. Yeah. You, you're not allowing uh, COVID-19 to cock block you. No, nah, I mean... I. Oh, because all we got to do is go to the studio, drop it, and do some videos. You feel me? So, yeah. I ain't gonna let that shit stop it, nigga. Hell no, man. That's dope, man. That's dope. Yeah. I, you know what? I love your energy. I love that you stay busy yeah. and that you're um, constantly staying active and yeah. releasing shit. Because, yeah. see, during it, like, I've met people that during this whole pandemic, I'm just chilling, man. I'm just waiting for days to pass by right. and I'm waiting for COVID to be over. Yeah. No, you gotta learn a new hustle during this time. You have to. You know, during this, like you said earlier, uh, trials and tribulations. Yeah. It's it's not how you come out of it, but it's how you go through it. Right, 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 right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So you either gonna go in the jungle, get ate by the lions, or you're gonna go you go in the jungle and come out with a fur coat and have the lions and the monkeys and the elephants dancing, my nigga. Hell yeah, you, you understand what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Like, like uh, what was his name? Akeem's father from coming to America. Oh, of course, yeah, exactly. I'm gonna go in that motherfucker, turn to Mowgli. Jungle book, nigga, write it about me. <laughs> yo, 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 that'll work. That'll work. Oh, yeah. uh, um, if I were to ask you, mm -hmm. what does Yellow Hill want to do in the future? Do you ever see yourself movies? Uh, I did acting when I was younger. Okay. I was into Disney shows and stuff like that. I did Malcolm in the Middle, Phil of the Future, That's So Raven. Disney, uh, I was on all that. I did a couple. I did like five or six shows. So before music, I was even I was doing acting. Okay. How did you get involved with that? Because I don't even know about that. Yeah. Um. I was walking around Burbank Mall one day with my mom's, and um, Burbank she, Mall, yeah, Damn. Burbank Mall. And then you know you have those people that come up to you like, "Yo, do you want to get into acting?" So we actually went to one of those, and then after that, I just got an agent, start getting booked, and the money start flowing in and shit like that. But then you have to have a SAGER union card, but the SAGER union card is like two thousand dollars a month. When I was younger, we didn't really have bread like that, so that's oh. why I fell off my acting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Now. Are those clips still available where people can see them? I don't know. I think you, you go on Hulu and look at Malcolm in the Middle. Hmm. You know, uh, uh, that's so Raven on YouTube. And if you go to Everybody Hates Chris, you could also find that on YouTube or Hulu. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Now, for people that are probably wondering, yeah, why he's wearing a hoodie, 
Speak, you didn't get your hair done. <laughs> it's not because you're a druid. No. Right? no, no. Okay. It's because I got my hair is fucked up and I was rushing over. Always be on time for interviews no matter what you look like and shit. I don't care if you got red hair, blue hair, green hair. You make that, make that motherfucking shit work. We're going to be on time and punctual. My mom would beat my ass if she knew I was late for anything. See? see hey, yo. Yeah. I was raised old school, bro. I used to get my ass beat. If my teachers told my mom that I was late or whatever, duh, 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 I'd go back home and get the shit beat. What? You crazy, man. Not uh, that Tony was going to do nothing to me, but still, though, you got them same doctrines and morals, man. You yes, yes, me? yes. Yeah. Now, say um, an 11-year-old kid walks up to you off the street, tells you, yeah, Yellow Hill, I want to be a rapper. Right. Um. What's your best advice that you would give me? Right. How would you explain that to a kid in the simplest, you know, form? I would give them the blueprint and I would give them the tools necessary for them to climb up the charts of whatever they want to do. Because okay. you could bring a camel to the water, but you can't make the camel drink the water. You got to just bring them to where they need to be. Just like in the buildings, when you go into these buildings with these record producers and these people and stuff like that. You could go to those spots, but you have to really do the footwork yourself. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, before I allow you to uh, give your shout outs. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to say something. I've watched a lot of documentaries. Yeah. Yeah. On um, Bob Marley. Okay. Yeah. I don't know if you're a Bob Marley fan or not. I fuck with Bob Marley okay. for sure. You remind me of Bob Marley. You know what's so crazy? So speak a little bit closer. My bad, my bad. You know what's so crazy? Um... I got that like at least five or six times in my life. No shit. Not because of how I talk, but I think it's just the vibe. Yeah, I think it is, bro. That's crazy. You got Rob Marley. Yes. That's dope. You heard him? He said that. <laughs> For real though, bro. That's crazy. Okay, well, you know, I just confirmed it. And look, there are certain words that we use yeah. that the world may not know. Yeah, yeah. But we can connect with those certain words. So, Is this love? Is this love? Is this that I'm feeling? Yeah. <laughs> Hell on, yeah. Man. That'll work, my brother. Yeah. Well, listen, man, I want to thank you because it's truly been an honor and a pleasure to have interviewed you. Yeah. Now, one day when you blow up like the world trade, yeah. give me the honor to interview you again. Of course, man. Come on, Tony. We locked in forever. The vibes is going to stay the same, brother. Awesome, my brother. You already know, big so bro. at this point, uh, go ahead and uh, give you shout-outs. Anybody, take your time. Shout-out to my mom, Brooke Jackson. Shout-out to Ashley Coloma. Shout-out to uh, the whole hood. Shout-out to Baby Gangsta and the Marvin Avenue Maniacs. Shout-out to Cujo. Shout-out to Night of the Blacks against Steels. Shout-out to Big Genji for believing in me. Shout-out to Empire, man. Shout-out to God first and foremost, man. And shout-out to you for tuning in to the Tony the Ada Wizard Show, man. Let's go. Most definitely. Thank you. Thank you, my Let's brother. Let's get it, man. Okay, at this time, before I give my personal shout-outs, um, if you have kids, go ahead and send them to bed because it gets a little bit X-rated, okay? But mm -hmm. uh, let me go ahead and give a shout-out to Vincent from Fontana, Eric from Paris, and Danny from Wilmington. Much love, much respect. Thank you for tuning in. Other than that, um, make sure you guys subscribe to Freaky Tales, okay? Uh, I'm telling you, you guys are going to love our new podcast. Other than that, Johnny Boy, anything that I got forgot to mention before I give you guys your shout-outs? No? We're good? Okay. Uh, fuck, I know there's somebody I'm missing, but it'll come to me. Other than that, I want to give a shout-out to John Motherfucking Elkins because without him, this shit does not happen. This guy is like the Steve Jobs of Torrance. I'm serious. The I'm Steve not, Jobs of what? Of Torrance. 
I, I, That's not, tight. I'm not fucking lying. This guy, don't fuck around with John motherfucking Elkins. Okay. <laughs> so uh, other than that, you can go to johnmotherfuckingelkins.com if you guys want to order your pocket pussies. And, uh, you can order pocket pussies any color you guys want. Brown, beige, black, white. I'm dead serious. If you like them loose, cool. You're if, crazy. Fuck. No, I'm dead serious. It, uh, um, you want them tight, cool. If you want them to queef, you, you can also order those too. They'll fart. No, I'm serious. Uh, you can also order um, uh, anal bleach. If your shit is too dark and you want it pink, ain't johnmotherfuckingelkins.com. If you want to download his centerfolds, I'm serious. This guy's laying down sideways like old Burt Reynolds style. Butt motherfucking naked, chorizo hanging and everything. John motherfucking Elkins. I know because I took the pictures. Okay. Um, uh, oh, yeah. Uh, what else, Johnny Boy? Do you got something else for sale? Oh, yeah. Uh, ladies wax. He waxes you. He going up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's so hot in here. I'm about to run out and get some air. <laughs> Shit, man. For real, that's what I'm about to do right now. And uh, my like boy, DG, DJ Media Clips, make sure you follow him on uh, um, Instagram. He helped us uh, not only take all the pictures, but also helped us with the documentary, and he'll help us with future projects. So much love, much respect to DG Daniel uh, Jones. Uh, my brother, Spice Smuggler, he sells dick pumps. They're not used, they're refurbished, okay? So make sure you uh, order. Uh, hit up uh, Spice Smuggler on Instagram and hit him up for the dick pumps for uh, a promo code where you get a discount from a dick pump. Especially right now during the pandemic, if you can't get it up because your lady is not getting you hard, use the old dick pump. It'll help you out, okay? Fuck Viagra. Fuck them uh, gas station pills. Use the dick pump, spice smuggler. Other than that, my son, uh, B. Scanless, for helping me promote this shit. And I would like to thank me, okay? Tony A. the Lizard. So, uh, other than that, um, come on, my brother. Uh, um, I just had to, uh, no, no, all good. Other than that, tune in. Uh, it's today Sunday? Yeah, today's Sunday, huh? Today's Sunday. Tune in Wednesday. Tune in Wednesday. We got a double feature. Much love, much respect to my two guys coming in. On a Wednesday, and uh, other than that, drink your water too, right? Yes, drink your water. Water is your best friend. So, um, oh, my boy, once again, um, Durant Custom with your luchadores. Here you go, bro. Luchadores and Sarah Vinyl. Sarah for, oh, that's that's the ice cube, the easy E. The easy E. These is hard to see. I'm so fucking sick. Yes, Tony. That's Wizard. hard too. What, what year is that from, though? That's I, look, that look I, like I a, don't know. Somebody gave it to me and said, "This is you. This is, you're the wizard." That shit is so, sick, bro. Once again, Freaky Tales podcast, where we're gonna discuss the paranormal, Freaky Tales, spooky shit. So, other than that, um, the Blu-rays coming soon. Hit me up for the hard copies yeah. at documentary.com. Um, and other than that, it's Modelo time. Salute, and, and we out of here. The haters come out tonight. The haters come out tonight. Yeah. The haters come out tonight. The haters come out tonight. Good guy. The haters come out. We out of here, Johnny Boy. Yeah. The haters come out tonight. Let's go, man.